Welcome back to the Bolton eBikes podcast, episode number nine. I'm your host, Kyle Chittock, and today I have yet another special guest for you. He does not have an e-bike store. He doesn't have an e-bike product. He is just another e-bike rider, hopefully just like you or maybe a future version of you who has an e-bike. So let's welcome on Robert from Louisiana. This is Bolton eBikes podcast, episode number nine. All right, so I've got Robert from Louisiana on the line, and Robert is pretty active on the Facebook groups and different things. I see him commenting. Looks like he's having a ton of fun with e-bikes. How are you doing, Robert? Great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the Bolton e-bikes podcast. Now, what got you into e-bikes? When did you first hear about them? What was your first experience? Well, that's a good little story. Several years ago, I was reading through a, an electronics magazine, and they were speaking on uh, TV and electricity and how far they were going to advance. And it just so happened at the end of the article, there was just a small line that said something in the reference to they had spoke with a gentleman that had applied for a patent that was going to change the electrical bike industry. Okay. And for some reason, that caught me. And now you have to understand, this was back in 2009 or 2010. I tried to find the article and haven't had any success. But at that time, I thought, you know, electric bikes, I've always thought of them as being kind of dorky looking, but I'll, I'll keep <laughs> an eye out for this. And then, sure enough, in 2015, I got a notice from Kickstarter that showed this yellow electric bike in the sky was flying. I said, that's what they were speaking of. So I began to watch it. Okay. And I had to get through the naysayers and all. And uh, then in 2016, I took the jump and uh, the white one came out and I said, okay, that's, that's the one I want. Okay. So you saw a bike on a crowdfunding campaign and sounds like you saw it five, six years before and you were just kind of waiting and watching to see if these e-bikes actually showed up. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So had you ridden an electric bike before you bought that one? No, this was my first one. Okay. You were an early adopter among your, your friends and family. <laughs> you jumped right in. I, I like that. Yeah, I've been a roadie biker since I was uh, just a little over eight years old. And so for me, you know, I love bikes. I'm a big advocate. I just believe they're going to change the world. And this electric bike today and the way that the uh, the market and uh, the response to it by the general public, it is just blossoming. Awesome. So what was that like the first time? Do you remember or do you recall what it was like when you first hopped on that e-bike and started pedaling it around versus your road bikes? Uh, I have a sight impairment. And I put on the page that I have a difficulty seeing things. And one of the good guys on the page, another one of the members, said, well, bring it to me and I'll help you put it together. And I'll, I'll put several of them together. So I went to his home over in Dallas. He put it together for me. And as soon as it hit the ground, it was a change of world for me. Uh, my first pedal stroke and I went down the street. I went, oh, this is it. This is the new life. <laughs> you were hooked. <laughs> yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> hooked from that first pedal stroke. <laughs> from that first pedal stroke, I was hooked. I was like, 
my goodness, this is fantastic. Awesome. You know, they call it that smile. Yeah, the e-bike smile. If if you are listening to this and you haven't ridden an e-bike, then you haven't experienced that. You don't know what it's like, but I see it every time. Thankfully, being where I'm at and and having a e-bikes that I sell, I get the experience to watch people all the time ride an e-bike for the first time. And yeah, to see that smile, to see them just light up like, wow, this is awesome. It's it's a real experience. And if you haven't experienced it, you need to. If you're listening and you haven't done it, go find an e-bike and ride it. It's fun. Absolutely. That's why I I purchased um, another one. And I I gave one to a friend of mine that needed a bike really bad. And But anyway, uh, I purchased another one so I could let people ride it. That's why I kept this one all stocked. And I had a couple come over the other day. And she had gotten an older beach Homer bike and it needs a flat fit. So I fixed that and I said, well, why are you here? Try this bike. Don't let it scare you. I know it's rather large, uh, but try it. And her husband was here. So each one of them took a spin on it and came back. And I tell you, they were just amazed. Yeah. You changed their world right there, didn't you? <laughs> it did. It really did. And he was just going, Oh my goodness, now wait a minute, Christmas just passed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should have had him write it a few months sooner. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. But I also, another quick little story about this e-bike thing. I have a friend of mine that lives out on the East Coast uh, near the beaches, and he's been a cyclist since way back when, and and he's he's gotten older in age, and, and he can't pedal anymore. And so he came to visit, and I said, well, John, here, hop on this bike, and let's go for a ride. And as we rode, just as we got about, oh, I guess probably four blocks down the road, he said, why didn't you tell me about this bike three years ago? <laughs> and I was going, I've been trying to. He said, man, he said, I'm telling you, when we stopped and pulled over, he said, I'm just like a kid again when I was throwing newspapers on my bike. He said, but now I'm not throwing newspapers. I'm enjoying <laughs> the bike. So yeah. he bought him one. He got back out to uh, Carolina. He bought one. He says, and he has COPD. And he says, you know, Robert, I can ride that bike for three or four miles and never lose my breath. He said, this is unreal. He said, I can't wait until I'm able to get on the path and ride the six miles down to the beach. He said, that's my goal. And I'm sure he's working on it quite rapidly. Awesome. That's great to hear that people are getting out and getting exercise that they couldn't do before. Right. Absolutely. That's why I said I am just ecstatic about how e-bikes are evolving and how rapidly the technology and the batteries are getting smaller and the voltage output is getting larger and the, the amps are getting bigger for further distance. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, they're just getting better all the time. It's and it's a slow progression, but it's steady and it's and they're so they're so good where they're at now that every improvement just it just makes them that much better. Absolutely. And silicon will soon be the battery. The batteries will soon be a silicon battery. And if it hadn't have been for silicon, integrated circuits wouldn't be in our lives. It's hard to say how far the battery technology is going to come in the next few years, but I I think we're going to see some big changes. Oh, we're seeing them right now. It's just a matter of the patents that are required. You know, it takes a while to get a patent through. (laughs) That it does. Paperwork. Yeah, 
Right, absolutely. All the paperwork that's involved. But I tell you, I see such an advancement, and it educates me. And this couple happened to have a, a very young child that had just got their first bicycle. And I was telling them, here's the future right here. And the e-bikes are what's going to be in his future. And he can relate that on to school and have people riding bikes to school instead of driving cars all the time. But they'll be riding e-bikes. Yeah, I see a lot of things about e-bikes growing faster than electric cars even. And uh, that's exciting. Oh, it, it thrills me every day. And to know, like you said, people are getting off the couch and beginning to get outside into nature and enjoying themselves instead of having to bust their rears to get anywhere. Well, awesome. It sounds like you're sharing it with a lot of people. Uh, you have a guess. How many people do you know or how many friends do you have that you think have bought e-bikes because you've showed them? Uh, well, the, the only one beyond that two so far and uh, one of them I had to give a bike to. of course they were they, they couldn't afford it so and they were going through a divorce you know how that is and she took the car and I'm like oh no you can't be walking to and from work <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this and he just he, oh he loves it you know he, he loves it and uh, and by the way he's 73 years old yeah and so you know it makes it makes it extremely easy on him now uh, but then again, and then my other friend in, in Carolina that, uh, that bought one. And, and you know, um, I go from, I'm four and a half or four hours from Dallas. So I, I go over to Dallas at least once a month during the uh, spring and the summer months. And I ride in what they call the Dallas Critical Mass. And, of course, it's a monthly ride every Friday evening. And there's just a whole group. And so far... When it started out, just two or three electric bikes, myself and my other friend and a couple other guys, all of a sudden now there's, there's probably six or eight and it's growing. And, you know, the cyclists are seeing these and some say, oh, you're cheating and you're lazy and this and that. And I'm going, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just try it, right? Get on it. Right. Just get on it and try it and see if I'm lazy or I'm cheating. And I'll go ahead and set the PAS for you, so you'll feel the you'll feel it. <laughs> so I generally cut it down to a one and say, "Here, okay." <laughs> and uh, it's not lazy. That's a seventy-pound bike. Well, good. Now you've got more than one bike. This isn't our first phone conversation for those that are listening. I've called Robert once before because you were. I'm trying to remember if that was the first bike I gave away. I think it was. It was. Um, the very. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done a lot of e-bike giveaways and I'm doing them pretty regularly now. But the very first one um, was one of those 24 inch 750 watt Bolton e-bikes, and uh, Robert was was the lucky winner, weren't you? I was. I sure was, and uh, you told. You code how to win that bike, and, you know, I have learned in life that if you follow instructions, uh, the odds are pretty good in your favor that you're going to either learn quite a bit from that person or you're going to learn how to win whatever that person is giving away. <laughs> <laughs> so I did exactly as you said, and I believe I totaled up my entries for 166 inches. 
Yeah, and there were a lot of people that entered to win that bike. So the odds of of you winning were were still pretty low <laughs> compared to all the people that had entered. But uh, yeah, you don't win if you don't play. And uh, and you entered and and uh, shared it, and it was just enough that uh, you were the lucky winner of that one. And I'll tell you, I, I love every minute of it. I named it the Joker. Now I've seen some photos online. You you don't like to leave your bikes stock by any means you tend to modify or add or change things a little bit now for those who haven't seen the bike it's it's kind of this lime green frame color it's got purple (laughs) wheels um and then what else have you done to it since then it's a perfect stock bike for high speed you know with the seven speed the 750 it's perfect so i didn't change any of the, the stock internal components I changed the exterior of it. I made it into a riding Christmas tree. <laughs> a riding Christmas tree. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I like to call it. And of course, when I asked you that time when I called, I said, don't you have a green one? I'd already seen it. And I knew I'm a Batman fan. So for me, the Joker was always the guy with kind of the greenish tint, greenish hair, maybe a little green makeup. So I've always been kind of partial to the lime or to the green color. And when I saw that bike, I was like, uh-oh, that's the bike right there. Had <laughs> I not won it, I would have bought it. <laughs> awesome. I took it and I turned it. We have, it, when you go to the critical mass or any critical mass, a lot of bikes, they light them up. Just like out in Venice, California, with the bike parade, the light parade they have. I wanted to do something different like that in Dallas in order to show folks that it's okay to light up your bike and stand out because you want to be seen anyway. So I'll get this bike up where it's lit up. Well, awesome. It sounds like uh, you have a lot of fun on those rides. Now, for those that don't know what a critical mass is or what it's like, uh, how many bikes actually show up for those events? Do you have any idea? It depends on the weather, of course. If the weather is pretty and nice, there'll be anywhere from 500 to 800 cyclists on these. And it's an unorganized ride. Everyone just shows up in one place. But we have captains, and they shut down the roads. And so we have a free ride of the roads. And we generally run anywhere from 10 to 12 miles. And it's at your own pace. There's no racing to it. And it's just... Anybody that wants to be on a bike, come join us. And what it was, it started back in 2009 as an actual protest to show how there is alternate transportation modes instead of driving everywhere. Okay. And it's it's all over the world now. Yeah, I've seen them all over. It's everywhere. Every Friday, every last Friday of the month, there is a critical mass ride. And in some of these rides, there are as many as 10,000 cyclists. That's a lot of bikes. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's a peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's bigger than what I want to what I want to fly in. But and we try to stay to the back of the group, you know, just kind of bring up the rear. Uh that way we don't interfere with any of the standard, as I like to call them, analog bikes. <laughs> the analog bikes, I like that. You're the digital bikes. We got the digital. 
Right. <laughs> in other words, we're, we're technologically advanced. We just don't rub it in too much. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Are there any other types of uh, writing events or, or things like that that you participate in? We don't have really anything locally. Uh, we're, we're just now starting, although it started a while back. Uh, we are picking up the bicycle-friendly city. We're trying to become more and more friendly because we are a, uh, we're the home of Steel Magnolias. So we are a tourist destination that's known worldwide. And I'm trying to tell them that cycling is a very big tourist industry now. Absolutely. And cyclists spend money. <laughs> you know, they stop at all the little spots and they spend much. So the city, the town is trying to adapt to the cycling community. As a matter of fact, we just got a master plan done that shows pedestrians and cycling pathways. And we are turning one of our, one of the main thoroughfares into a full cycling lane with all the complete cycling amenities to start. This will be our start of the bicycling pathway. Awesome. We're also building a brand new mountain bike path out in outside of town for mountain bikers. Okay. We're coming along as a small town of only 22,000. We're starting to develop that. But now you go into the major metroplex areas like, like Dallas, for example. They are building an interstate between Dallas and Fort Worth for nothing but bicycle travel. Wow, that's awesome. They're also connecting all of the trailways in Dallas and North Dallas and over into Fort Worth. So you will have a complete trailways of wherever you want to go on a bike path. So they're looking at 600 miles of bike path, which is pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, however many bike paths and plans they can put in for bikes to have kind of dedicated spots where they can go, more the better. And whatever they put in, I think the at the rate e-bikes are growing in particular. Oh, absolutely. They're going to need more. <laughs> right. And, you know, by 2030, in just 10 years now, that's not far away. 10 years, they are going to have a complete bike trail called the Greenway from... Miami to Maine, and it will be completed. And you'll be able to ride your bike along the East Coast all the way to Maine. And that, that's fantastic. Yeah, and stay on bike paths the whole way. Right. Outside of traffic, you can bring your child. They'll, they'll, have, they'll have campsites and everything. Now, with electric bikes and the way that they are blooming, of course, you know, they're taking over from the analog bike. And what I feel like in the future is what's going to happen along these trails. They're going to set up solar charge stations where you'll be able to stop and charge your bike overnight or the next four hours, and there'll be campsites. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Because biking and with electric bikes, you can pull your children, and like I said, it's, it makes it so much easier on an adult. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, like some of the friends you were describing where, oh, why didn't you show me this years ago? <laughs> I, can, I can do this. <laughs> and that's exactly what he said. He said, I can do this. This is great. And I'm going, that's what I'm telling you. That's why the e-bike is taking over the market. Awesome. 
And I love that you're doing these podcasts to get more and more people interested. And of course, you know what you started. Just like in 2015, when the revolution, we call it, started with the e-bike, you're starting the same thing with the podcast. Yeah. What I like about this podcast is, you know, I hear these stories all the time over the phone or emails or whatever, or customers that stop by, but I feel like nobody else gets to hear them but me. (laughs) Or your friends get to see your experience with e-bikes. You get to hear their experiences. But in general, e-bikes are still new to just about everybody. So by having people like you on the show, everybody gets to hear, oh, well, Robert from Louisiana bought an e-bike and it's just totally opened his eyes on transportation and just getting out and having fun and exercise. And maybe I should do that too. Yes. And let me tell you, the gasoline savings that went into my truck, (laughs) I now only fill my truck up about once a month. And that's because I'm going to Dallas. (laughs) Because you go to Dallas to ride it. That's awesome. Right. I load my bikes up in the back of the truck, and I go to Dallas to ride them through the the critical mass, and that's the only time I I actually fill my vehicle up. The rest of the month, I'm on my bike. I'm riding everywhere. Everyone knows me here in town by that big yellow bike. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because you can hop on it and go to the grocery store or wherever you need to go and have fun with it. Oh, absolutely. It, It makes the best commuter bike in the world and e-bikes are just you know like i said they are just the ultimate in commuter bikes that are, are what you might call bar hopping as well i tell you how it just changed my life i'm happy to hear that it will for anyone that wants to give it the opportunity it can change a life i like one lady the other day was asking if she could ride the e-bike because she had a prosthetic leg and what'd you tell her she came to understand what a pedal assist is. And then she said, you know, she said, I believe I could ride that without the prosthetic. And I'm talking, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And I tell you, she's going to buy one of these e-bikes. She's going to buy one from you because she was on the Bolton site. She wanted a 24-inch and uh, because she was kind of a short lady. Actually, she's not short. She's about my height, five, six, five, seven. So, you know, it was like, well, Here's another life changing that we'll probably be seeing in the future. That's great. It might only seem like a few, but I feel like you're making a big impact on those that you're sharing your passion of e-bikes with, for sure. Yeah, you know, in most most times when people stop me on the street and ask me about the bike, they're generally ready to run before I get through with the conversation. (laughs) 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 They can't shut me up because I can't tell them enough about it. You've got a lot of great things to say. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun, a lot of good experiences. Any thoughts you have for those that are on the fence or thinking about e-bikes? What should they do? I have one word of advice for them. Life is short by the damn bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Well, you heard it from Robert. Just buy the bike. You know, it's funny because I think... Sharon, who was on the the podcast recently, said something very, very similar to that. She just said, don't think about it. Just buy the bike. I'm not putting people up to this if you're listening. (laughs) This is just their honest opinions, what they think. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when you get on it, that first couple of pedal strokes and that fear goes away and that you feel that push, you go, wow, (laughs) that's all you can do is just go, wow. 
And then as you go along, you gradually become more and more familiar with the bike and uh, the nerves go away. And next thing you know, you're just having a blast. Great. Well, I appreciate you very much for coming on and sharing your thoughts and your experiences. Uh, It's fun to have people on the show that just don't have any association with e-bike companies or products or anything that just just want to talk about how much fun they get to have. Oh, I I tell you, the fun just starts when you get an e-bike. They're very addictive. (laughs) They're very addictive. And and I'm telling you, if you you want your child to stay close by the home and and want him to have a little focus other than what's going on out in the outside world, buy him an e-bike and you'll never have any money to spend on anything else other than that bike. Because believe me, once you get started, you're going, oh, this is fun. And you can pick up this type of item and this type of item. And they're very inexpensive. All the things that I buy for my bike, it'll make you want to do the searches. And you can find things out there that will accessorize your bike for minimum dollars. We certainly can see uh, from photos I've seen online, you, you like to customize it, make it your own, that's for sure. That's what you do. You make it your own. You make it your personality. Well, great. I love it. Any questions or thoughts you have about kind of where e-bikes are going or the future or questions you have for me before we uh, wrap things up? What do you think the battery technology, what do you think the next phase is in battery technology? Ooh, that's a good question. So in this interview that we're having right now, this episode hasn't aired. So some of you, by the time you listen to to Robert's interview today, you may have already heard it. But if you haven't, uh, we actually did an episode with Patrick from High C Battery out in Colorado. Okay. And he is kind of like the battery expert. All he does is build or repair batteries for electric bikes or other light electric vehicles. So like scooters, bicycles, that sort of thing. That's the one I just missed it because I just got through speaking with Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) We had a good discussion about that. But I think what it came down to really is just that there haven't been any huge jumps in the cell technologies in the last few years. Things are changing. They're getting better. But basically, the energy density of the current cells are kind of the same as what we've been using. So there was one or two new things coming up that should be available very soon that are going to increase battery density. And I don't remember what the percentage was, but it might've been like 20 or 30%. So it's not like we're it's a good jump. Yeah. It's, it's not like the articles you see where they're like, Oh, this will triple the battery size or those are the kind of ones you skip over. You know? <laughs> exactly. So don't expect anything like that, but to see real improvements of 20 or 30% over the next few years is is absolutely real and is, and is happening now so we're excited to to see those things because those that's not a small amount no it's not and if it keeps the batteries either the same size or makes them smaller whatever it is i think e-bikes are just going to be able to go further be lighter it's going to be awesome they're only going to get better like like we said before yes what i see in the market all the other manufacturers the specialized the cannondales all the, the car manufacturers that have seen where e-bikes are going, they're all into doing the batteries where it's small enough to fit right straight down into the down tube uh-huh. and you can't tell it from a regular street bike. 
Yeah, we're starting to see those already, aren't we? There's some e-bikes out where you can't quite tell it's an e-bike. Specialized has really been pushing a new mountain bike model right now, and it's less than 40 pounds, and it looks like a full suspension mountain bike. It handles like one. You almost can't tell it's an e-bike. It's very expensive, <laughs> but those prices will come down too. Those are the $8,000, $5,000 range, but you know, that's still not bad for what you get, but the, the prices will come down too. Absolutely. Yeah, as these become more common and more, more typical of the e-bikes coming out, the prices will absolutely get better. Oh, they will. It's going to be a very competitive field. And for folks like you, the smaller groups, y'all are still going to be able to compete with these guys because you're going to have some of the market that the others that, that you have a, a niche in the market with ones that you have now because your name will already be focused. And uh, like Bolton, you know, I bet your business just, I bet it blossomed after you changed your name. It has uh, quite a bit. The the name change of the company and just putting out YouTube videos and, and information and, and hopefully this podcast, that really has done a lot. Just because I want people to understand e-bikes and not be so confused by all the different offerings that are out there. Oh, absolutely. Well, you're part of the major reason why e-bikes are, are even blossoming the way they are because you're very informative. And that's, and I, can, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all that you're doing as far as putting it on YouTube and these podcasts. It's very informative. And if anyone has any questions, you're very available. And uh, very truthful about it. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, you don't try to sell just your product. I mean, you want to sell your product, but, you know, if there's some better fit for someone, you're going to tell them. And that's what makes you great. That's what makes you so good in the, in the, uh, in this business. There's a lot of, of untruths that can be happening, you know, as far as the mileage and the range. Yeah. So everybody wants to sell their bike. And today we've gotten so that we're very familiar with this and we know that if you say that bike's going to go a hundred miles, well, we're going to pretty much skip over that. And (laughs) (laughs) we're going to go, yeah, right. (laughs) Let's see that happen. You know, maybe that's just sitting on a rack with no weight, no wind resistance, uh, you know, no rolling resistance. Yeah. You might be able to get a hundred miles out of that. Yeah, the day will come when 100-mile range e-bikes will absolutely be realistic and will exist. It will come soon. I'm hoping I'm alive to see it. I really am. Because, I, you know, it's an exciting adventure. And to watch the people when they first come into contact with an e-bike and get on it and ride it, and to know that they're going to be able to travel 50 or 60 miles in one charge, that's just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. I really appreciate your excitement. If you didn't get people excited about e-bikes, then I don't know what will. Well, we have you to thank for that. We have the other brand to thank for it. And like I said, I'm just excited to see what's going on. And oh, New Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana is adapting very rapidly. So I'm really happy to see that going on down there. And What's going on in the major metroplexes? People are jumping on the idea of e-bikes and bicycling to get rid of the congestion that's going on in their roads. They can't build roads fast enough to occupy for cars, so they have to do something. Yeah, it's a very interesting thought, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, phenom- and it's good to go over and ride with these folks and see that actual attitudes are beginning to change as far as drivers' attitudes towards cyclists. You know, they'll 
wave at you and say, you know, hey, I, you know, how you doing? How's it going? And you'd be surprised at how many drivers are cyclists as well. And there's still are some b-holes out there, but that's going to be all. That's that's always. Well, thank you again for sharing your thoughts. They're pushing forward on the future of e-bikes. I would say if anybody is in the area of Louisiana or or Dallas, Texas, you'll have to go look up uh, Robert or go on that critical mass ride and hang out in the back and watch out for some crazy e-bikes with a bunch of lights, and I bet you'll find him. (laughs) Watch out for the Joker. (laughs) He'll be there. That's right. Well, thank you again so much, Robert, for being on the show today. Uh, I do appreciate it. We'll keep in touch uh, online and... I'll be watching on the Facebook groups to see what you're up to. Thank you for having me. That was episode number nine of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I appreciate Robert coming on and just telling his story. I can just feel his excitement about electric bikes, and I hope that you could too through that interview. If you don't have an e-bike, that could be you. You could be just as excited about life as Robert is. So take his advice, just buy the bike. Now, if you want to know more about e-bikes, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you want to get email notifications when new episodes come out, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. And of course, I do appreciate reviews of the podcast. You can leave those on Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple device. If not, then leave it wherever reviews can be left for podcasts, and I appreciate it. If you're interested in buying a bike, Of course, you can always go to the main website, which is boltonebikes.com. That's B-O-L-T-O-N ebikes with an S, boltonebikes.com. I appreciate you listening. Once again, that was episode number nine with Robert from Louisiana, and I will be back here in your ear on another Tuesday. 